Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about potentially jumping into the swimming pool industry, having a pool route either by building it or by buying it, and you're coming in from a different industry, and I'll go over some things that you probably should think about while you're making the jump or before you make the jump. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. The pool industry definitely is a great industry to get into. The startup costs are low and it's something where you're in the service industry where you're going to get clients. It's one of those industries that is insulated from recessions. It's not exactly recession-proof, but there are things in place that makes it insulated so that if there is a downturn in the economy, the pool service professional is not the first person that they usually lay off as far as you know people that want to downsize and, and kind of consolidate to survive any kind of downturn. It's also one of those industries where you can expand and you can scale it. And what I mean by scalable is that, you know, you can only work so many hours yourself. So if you were, let's say, if you owned a market or if you own um, a fast food place, you can work 60 hours a week to cover and expand it. But then you are going to reach a point where you're going to burn out and you can only work so many hours. I mean, you can work 70 or 80 hours a week, I suppose, But that's not what I consider scalable because, of course, you're saving on payroll and you're there to make sure everything's running well, but you're not making more money per hour that you're working with other income coming in while you're working. I'll just kind of unpack that a little bit. So if you had a pool service, you can actually work 40 hours a week out there doing pools. But if you also had an employee doing 80 pools and you're doing 80 pools, then you would probably net roughly, you know, 40% of that income and you're working 40 hours, but then you're making another 40% on that income because you just scaled your business up. So you're not working 80 hours to create that income. You're just working the 40 hours that you're working to create the incomes coming in from the employee doing part of the route. If you have two employees, then you, you're doing your 40 hours worth of work. You may not be doing pool service at that point. You may be doing repairs and other things associated with the business. But then you have 80% more income coming in during that 40 hours that you're working because you just scaled your business. And so when I, when I talk about scaling it, I'm talking about adding more income without adding necessarily more hours to your day. And so this is a great industry that you can do this in if you get the right employees and if you have the right game plan and if you have the right marketing, you can definitely expand the business. You can also scale it monetarily per hour based on what you're making in your current job and what you can make in profit doing pool service. So there's other ways to scale it as well. If you're just working, you know, at In-N-Out Burger and you're making, 
$19 an hour, I guess it's around that right now in California. But if you're doing the pool service and you're roughly making $40 an hour based on the profit you're making, so you've initially just scaled up your pay by double by working the same amount of hours. So you're scaling up your pay scale, but working still the same 40 hours per week. So there's other ways to scale up your business, but it's a scalable business and it's a service business. So most service business can be scaled to some extent, depending on how much time you invest in building it up. And I'll be honest with you, I've pretty much been in the pool industry my whole life. I started out at 16 years old. I was actually 15 and a half when I was trained during the summer by a local pool professional friend of the family. His name is Doug Ward, and he was very big in Orange County, California. So I learned the business early, and I've pretty much been in the pool industry ever since in one capacity or another. And to learn a whole nother industry, I could probably do it because I had the skill set for being in this industry for such a long time. But to make that leap, of course, there are things I would definitely want to think about and have in place. And I would want a safety net also in case I need to come back to the industry. So there's all things that you have to kind of consider when you're making one leap from one industry to another. It's definitely doable. I mean, it's what how people kind of evolve and change anyway in their business model and going from one business to another. It's not really unusual. If you're a business person going from, say, owning a, you know, electronics store or owning a car wash to the pool service, you're not really making a huge leap because you're using all your business skills from your prior industry in a new industry. And it's just kind of changing scenery, changing dynamics of the business. But the overall core concepts that made you successful in your other business can be transferred very easily into the pool service business, I believe. Because once you're a businessman or woman, you're always a businessman or woman. Every Your thinking is different and you're always thinking on that kind of business plane of thought. Now, if you're coming from, say, the corporate world or if you're coming from, say, sales, and we've I've had some guys in my group who sold cars for a living and made the leap in the pool service. There are certain aspects that you, certain qualities and character traits that you're going to bring into your new pool business and be successful. I would say that part of the pool business is customer relations, probably a big part of it. And sales, of course, because you're selling equipment, you're selling yourself for weekly service. And if you have that background, you're going to translate or jump pretty easily into the pool service because you have a skill set that can be kind of morphed into the pool industry that already exists in your present job. Now, if you're in the corporate world and you're in sales, then of course that would come in handy. If you're in the corporate world and, and some other, you know, technology based or not even service based field, you have to develop some skills or, or if you can think about it in this way, you know, there may be skills that your job requires you to do that I couldn't do. I mean, there's some technical things that I probably couldn't do at your job. But in the same respect, there are a lot of skills you need to learn to come into my profession, which is sales, customer relations, and of course, the overall knowledge of the industry that you're jumping into. So you have a, a larger leap than someone coming from, say, corporate sales into the pool industry who deals with customers all the time. If you're just on the other side, you're going to have to go further and learn more skills and, and polish up on some aspects of your skills that you may not have used in a long time that may, may be there latent, you just never utilize them. But of course, you know yourself better than I know you 
And if you want to make the leap, you have to make the decision that you're ready for it. I mean, if you're the type of person that just doesn't like people, you know, the last thing you want to do is talk to people or deal with people complaining or deal with problems. I would say you have to really work on that and get more skilled at that and start to like people and like service because that's what you're doing. You're going to go into a service industry and you're serving people. So you have to have the right attitude. So if you can't make that transition, I would say you're not going to be very successful. I I know a lot of pool pros that I wouldn't want to have them doing my pool because of their personality. They're really gruff. They're not really uh, people, people, I guess you could say in that term. I get one instance where I can relate this to you. There was, I was at the supplier and there was a pool guy, older guy come in and he's like, yeah, I didn't do that pool. I told the customer, if there's any toys in the pool, I'm going to skip it. So I, I called him and I said, the pool is full of toys. I'm not doing the pool today. And I hung up and, you know, I feel good about it. You know, you know, he, the conversation went along that line where he just felt proud that he did that. To me, that's not smart business. And if you have a pool guy that's doing that, not going to be your pool guy for long and bragging about how he handled it. I think this is the personality that wouldn't work too well in service. And if you fall into that category, you have to learn some new skills for sure. If you want to be successful in this industry, it's more of a customer relation industry now more than ever. This was a few years ago when this incident happened and there's a lot more competition and there's a lot more choices for people And I think it's definitely evolved into a more customer service type industry with texting and emailing and all the apps. You can communicate a lot more directly with the customers, more so than ever in the past. And this makes you, of course, a lot closer to the customer in some ways. And those kind of bad business practices will weed you out of the industry very quickly. How do you jump into the industry? Well, you can come in in three different ways. You can purchase a pool route, which is leaping in completely. You can work for somebody on the side and learn the business and then go out on your own eventually. Or you can start from scratch and just get a truck, get your equipment, get your certifications that you need for your area, and then start building up clientele. Whichever way you want to jump in the industry is up to you. But those are the doors that you can access to get into the industry. And I say, you know, choose wisely. So getting into the business is not quite as difficult as actually being in the business from a different kind of line of work. I would say that it's pretty easy to purchase a route if you have the resources and get into the business that way. It's not really complicated. You're basically buying a set of backyard pools from someone who's selling them. Kind of a weird concept. And I'll be probably doing some more podcasts with National Pool Route Sales to go over this aspect of it to help you out more. And you're just buying their goodwill, basically, with their customers. The goodwill transfers to you. And if you do a good job with the pools, usually the customers stick with you. And then your business will start to thrive. If you wanted to build your business from scratch, you know, you have to have the right, again, background for this. Now, if you're in sales, you can probably easily do this. You can walk into the backyard and do bids. You can talk to customers into having you as their service provider. I don't think that's a major problem if you have that sales background. In fact, I think a sales background, I would say you're more apt to build from scratch than the buyer route because with that background, you can definitely get clients rapidly. So that's a bonus and a plus if you have that background getting into the industry. Now, if you don't have the sales background, you may want to purchase a route because that may be your way in and it might be easier for you 
for dollar for dollar you're spending on advertising and marketing, you might be better off just purchasing the pools at that point. So that's kind of up to you and kind of get a spreadsheet going and see the pros and cons of doing that. Working for someone to learn the business is a good way into the industry. You can work for someone part-time, learn everything you need to learn about the industry. And this may also allow you to decide if you even like the industry or not. Because if you buy a pool route and then you want to back out of it after you have purchased it and closed on it, you lose a lot of goodwill at that point. Selling the pool route within six months, you may lose a lot of clients also. And a lot of value to that route is gone. If you're trying to build the route from scratch and you're struggling to get clients, then you may short circuit your entry into the industry. You may have been really good in the industry or been successful, but since you couldn't get started and get enough accounts to sustain yourself, you gave up. So that's another problem with kind of building from scratch. And then the option of working for someone gives you that ability to make money and also learn the business from that person and get skilled at the business so that when you do go on your own, you're going to have at least the technical and the skills necessary to maintain a large route. So to me, that's a good way into the industry, but it's a route that a lot of people don't like taking because they want to be their own business person. They're coming from already a job where they're working for someone and to go work for someone else seems counterproductive or kind of not what they're planning on doing. So they don't take that step. But I think it's a great way to get into the industry personally. Let me talk a little bit about goals and some reasons why you want to actually leap into the industry in the first place. And I think I don't want to discourage anyone, but also at the same time, I want everyone to be realistic about coming into a new industry and what they can achieve in that industry. Now, there are outliers that I know, and there are some of them that are my group that have been very successful in the jump, tremendously successful in jumping into the industry. And there's been others that have been tremendous failures in their jump into the industry. And why is that? I think a lot of it has to do with what I talked about at the beginning, being having the right personality and the right personal skills to get into the industry. The other aspect is what goals you set for yourself. These are important because sometimes you'll set lofty goals, like I want to have 500 pools in two years, and I want to have five employees or six employees, and I want to be able to just go out there and do the bids and get new accounts and keep growing this thing. Those are lofty goals, and you may reach those goals, and one day you you no doubt will get to that point if you push yourself to get to that point. But I think having that as your entry goal into the business may be a problem because you can get very discouraged with a goal that's set too high. I think setting your goals gradually is smarter, working your way towards those goals, and they'll just kind of happen on themselves. I don't know if that makes sense, but if you are realistic about it, you know, I'm going to jump in. I'm tired of working for this company. I want to start a pool business, and I want to be able to make the same amount of money I'm making here, have more free time, have a better schedule, not work weekends, and be able to see my kids' baseball game or go to their recitals and I want to make the same amount of money I'm making at my current job in the pool industry, to me, that definitely is a logical goal when reachable and something to strive for. And then once you reach that goal, you can set another goal to maybe bring on an employee and scale the business. But I think if you come in thinking that you're going to be some kind of pool baron and take over the industry, it'd be like me saying, I'm going to get into the used car business and I'm going to take over the whole city and I'll have these giant used car vending machine type buildings everywhere and I'm going to just rule that market. Well, it's probably 
you know, a lofty goal, but I don't know anything about selling cars or buy. I know a little bit about buying them at wholesale at the auction, but that's about as far as my knowledge goes on cars and car sales and recruiting salespeople. So it's going to be a much tougher thing for me to accomplish. I think a better goal would be to have a profitable used car lot and be able to make as much money that I'm making in my industry, selling the cars and having a staff. So again, you want to set your expectations to a level that they're achievable because if they're unrealistic, then you're going to have nothing but discouragement and you're going to have frustration because you're always going to think you should be further along than you are. I think it's all about baby steps and doing things correctly. And it's also about the attitude of being all in. If you make the decision to get into the pool industry from your current industry, it's one of those things where you can't be lukewarm about it. You can't kind of dip your toes into it. You have to really be all in to make that transition to be successful. And that's probably true with any business you get into. If I were, again, wanting to go into the used car sales business, and I'm just dabbling, buying a few cars here and there. I'm looking at some land to, you know, maybe open up a shop or actually, a, I guess it would be a store more or less than a shop. And I'm doing all this, but I don't really, I'm not really committed to it. I'm just kind of looking at it and doing all these things. And it's not going to get me where I want to go, in other words. So you have to be really committed. If you're going to make the jump, find your way in the door, one of those three ways that I mentioned, and then you're going to have to be committed to building up your business and being successful in this industry. And you can't be thinking that, you know, you're going to try it and see how it goes. It's one of those things where you can try any business, but I don't think trying a business makes you successful in it. And this goes for everything out there. Trying anything doesn't make you successful in it. You know, I'm going to try to get in shape. It's not going to make me get in shape. So it's one of those things where the commitment level has to be really high and then last, I mentioned a fallback. Now, if you're coming from a corporate position, you have that corporate background, so you can, of course, get a job again in that same industry. And the same goes for transferring out of another kind of business into the pool service business. You should have some safety net, and that's probably a good amount of cash. You know, I would say at least six months of cash in the bank to pay all of your expenses and all your bills So for a six-month period in case something goes you know, terribly wrong in your business. And then there should be some way to get back into another business if you need to. So I would always have some safety net. I don't think it's really wise, and some people are, are against this, but I think to be all in doesn't mean that you're not going to have some kind of safety net of cash reserves or a way to get back into another industry that you're familiar with if things don't work out. Because to be honest with you, I think it's like four out of six, four out of 10 businesses fail within five years. So statistically, your success rate of even being successful in any business, let alone leaping from one industry to another, is really low. And of course, you don't want to focus on a negative. You don't, you don't want to be one of those six out of 10 that fail. But the reality is that's a possibility. And if you don't have anything in place to back yourself up, then you're just going to be in a world of hurt. So the reality is making the leap is possible. There's a lot of intangibles. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. There's a lot of things that can go right. There's a lot of things you have to get in order. There's a lot of kind of soul searching you have to do also to see if you have the right personality to do it. But ultimately, it's your decision. I'm just giving you kind of the overall aspect of it and the possibilities and probabilities. And I know, again, people that have been very successful, their group members, 
But at the same time, I know a lot of people that have not been successful in this leap. And there's a lot of reasons why they weren't. And a lot of them are actually reasons that I outlined here and highlighted here. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.